of all, once again, a very warm welcome to everyone, especially to those who are with us for the first time. Wonderful to see so many faces, and hopefully we're enjoying the service, and we will continue to enjoy this service, this Caribbean service. It's, uh, it's good to come and to share, because God has brought us together to be one family. So it's good that we can share this time together. So it's good to see you all, and especially also good to see Gwen here with us today. As many of you will know, Brian passed last Monday. So we want to pray for Gwen and the extended family before we do anything else. So please let's come together as a family. We're going to pray for Gwen. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your care. We thank you that you are the God of all grace. You are the God of all comfort. And we pray at this time that Gwen will be aware of your presence. Be aware of your grace. Be aware of your comfort. And we pray that in the days, the weeks to come, she will know, she will understand the comfort of your presence. We commit it into your hands. You're a good God. And you do all things well. So we give her into your hands. And we know that you will care. You will comfort. And you will be with her. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 God is a good God. He's good to us. And we want to feel the goodness of his presence with us today. Also, I've got to say thank you. To all those who attended the men's breakfast yesterday. We had a wonderful time. I think there were 12 of us. It was 13, roughly. Was it 13? Uh, okay. Yes. There was a man with figures. If everyone says it was 13, it's 13. Anyway, we had a good time. And we want to say thank you to all those who put in hard work. We want to thank especially Chris. I think he spent a lot of time in the kitchen preparing for us, so thank you very much. Yeah, and also we'd like to thank Marina and Leah, because they came across to give a hand. Okay, it's good to be part of a family, isn't it? Everyone mixes in and does what's necessary. Okay, it's a Caribbean, America's service. And uh, being together in this fashion, it brings back memories. Errol mentioned the Windrush generation. I was part of the Windrush generation. I came to London in 1957 at the age of four, with my mum and my brother, who were seven at the time. And there were difficult times. We came into a country we didn't really know anything about. We didn't know anything about the cold. <laughs> Fortunately we came in July, so we had a bit of time to acclimatise before the winter came. But it brings back memories. We came to live in Ladbroke Grove. My dad and his brother had already come a year before, so they were there and we came to join them in Ladbroke Grove. And as I say, it brings back memory, many memories. I'm probably, I was probably too young to remember anything at the age of four, but I've sort of heard people's reminiscing. And I'll just share one with you. Uh, 
When my mum came, she went to find a job at a laundry. I'm not quite sure where it was. I don't think it was in South Acton or wherever. And she went for an interview. And during the course of the interview, they asked her, have you done this sort of work before? She said no. So unfortunately, she didn't get the job. So she went back for another interview. I don't know if it was the same laundry or another laundry. Went to the interview. They asked her, have you done this sort of work before? She said no. She didn't get the job. So she happened to be talking to her sister, my aunt, about the situation. My aunt said to her, Rita, Rita was my mum's name, don't you wash and iron your husband's shirts? <laughs> so my mum said, yes, I do, I do wash and iron my, my husband's shirts. So my aunt said, well next time you go for an interview, when they ask you who done this sort of work before, tell them yes. So my mum went back to the interview, they said, have you done this sort of work before? She said, yes. And she got the job. <laughs> but as I say, times were hard. When my mum started work, she worked for four pounds a week. And myself and my brother, I was four, he was seven, went a childminder. And she charged one pound a week each for us. So my mum got four pounds a week. She gave two pounds away to the childminder. She was working for two pounds a week. I don't know if you young people can understand that. But um, times were hard. But we managed, and our parents, our grandparents, they came to a strange land, but they did the best for us. And we are who we are today because of them. Yes. So we want to give a vote of thanks for all those who came before us, because we are the people who we are because of them. So we want yes. to say thank you to them. Okay, I can't keep reminiscing, I'll be here all day. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be preaching. So what am I going to say? Okay, it's a Caribbean American Sunday. And I thought, how can I relate this to the church? Because we're also a community, the church. Just as the people of the Caribbean are one community. In what way is the church and the Christian life similar to the communities and peoples of the Caribbean and the Americas? As I was looking through, I thought of two ways where there's some sort of similarity, a reflection. And these are the two ways I thought of. There are many ways, but I thought of, in its variety, the church is similar to the Caribbean, and in its aspirations. I'm going to explain what I mean. I'm going to concentrate more on the aspirations. So let's look at the varieties first. In the Caribbean, many people think it's mostly people of African origin. But in the Caribbean, you'll find people of African, Indian, European, Chinese, and Arabic origins. It's a very diverse culture. You'll find Christians, Jews, Muslims, and Hindus. The Caribbean is a very diverse place, multicultural, multilingual. It's a family of different peoples. And in that way, it does reflect the church. Because if you look around, we are the church. And you can see people of all different nationalities, ethnicities, cultures, and languages. So in that way, the Caribbean, the Americas, reflect the church. Indeed, in Revelations 9, 
verses 9 to 10, there's a scene in heaven around the throne of God. And there is a song being sung. And this is what the song says. With your blood, you, that is Jesus, has purchased men, has purchased people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So in heaven, in the church, we are a diverse people. And we reflect the peoples of the Caribbean. In that way, there is some similarity between the church and the peoples and communities of the Caribbean. And also, in our aspirations. The people of the Caribbean are aspirational people. When people came to this country, most of them were coming to seek employment. It's interesting, I was watching a, a programme about the Windrush generations, yes. and it's a strange thing to say this, apparently Enoch Powell was a Minister of Health, and he went to the Caribbean to invite Caribbean people to come to me. Interesting, it was Enoch Powell. I don't know if you know the history of Enoch Powell, but he actually went to the Caribbean to invite people to come here. And we came. <laughs> For better or worse. He went to Barbados. He went to Barbados, yes. He went in 62. In 62. Okay, he went in 62. And we came here to find employment and to find a new life for our families because we are aspirational people. In fact, let me just explain what a, I looked it up, aspiration. It says, an aspiration is a strong desire or aim to be something or to do something. And the people who came here came to be someone and to do something. They were aspirational people. And something else I found as I was researching, I found that each country has a motto. Did you know that each country has mottos? Yeah. You, you knew that? I knew that countries have flags, anthems, even seals or coat of arms. But I didn't realise that countries have mottos. A motto is a saying that expresses an ideal or rule of conduct. In fact, a motto is something aspirational. And I found that each of the countries had a motto. I won't go through them all, there are probably about 30 of them. So I'll just give you five. Barbados, the motto is pride and industry. Brazil, order and progress. Guyana, one people, one nation, one destiny. Jamaica, out of many, one people. Trinidad and Tobago, together we aspire, together we achieve. Fantastic, aren't they? Yeah. Very aspirational. They speak of the desires and aims of the people. That's similar to the church, isn't it? Hopefully we also have aspirations to be something and to do something. In fact, Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, before he went to the cross, he prayed for himself, he prayed for his disciples, and he prayed for all those who would believe on the message that the disciples would take out. 
And this is what Jesus prayed. He prayed, may they, those who believe on my name, be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me, that the Father sent me, and have loved them as you have loved me. Isn't it interesting? Evangelism is good. But Jesus says that when the church, the people of God, come to a place of complete unity, that will be a demonstration of the mission and purpose of Jesus and also a testimony to the love of the Father. When the church, the peoples, the diverse peoples, are brought to a place of complete unity, that demonstrates the mission and purpose of Jesus and witnesses to the love of the Father. And may that be our aspiration too, that we will be working towards a place, a position of complete unity in the church. Then the world will see who Jesus is, what his mission and purpose was, and they will receive the love of the Father. Let's go through a few of these mottos and how I can relate them to Scripture. I won't use Barbados because I don't want to show favouritism. I'm a Bajan. <laughs> so I'm going to choose three others. <laughs> First of all, Jamaica. Out of many, one people. Let's look at Ephesians 2. What does scripture got to, to say about that? Out of many, one people. Ephesians 2, 14 to 18. I won't read it all because time is against us. So let's, let's go through it. This is what the scripture says. Jesus... By destroying the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility between the Jew and the Gentiles has made the two peoples to be one people. That is, to be the church, the people of God. God has called Jews and Gentiles, two peoples, to be one people, to be the church, the people of God. But that's not just true of the Jew and the Gentile. The same is true of all nations and all people. God has called us together. And Jesus has reconciled us to each other. And to God through his death on the cross. His purpose was to create one people. To put an end to all hostility and to bring peace. That was his purpose. He came to preach, to bring peace to those who are far away, to the Gentiles, and to those who are near, to the Jews. But in fact, he came to preach, to bring peace to all peoples. Everywhere, at all times. Whoever or wherever they may be. He comes to bring us into a family, to be one people. That's his mission, 
That's his purpose. And not only that, through him, that is through Jesus, we can all have access to the Father by the one Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls us together to have access to the Father by the one Spirit. We are the people of God. What do the people of Guyana say? They say, one people, one nation, one destiny. Ephesians 4, 1 to 6. What does scripture say? Again, I won't read it through, but you'll get the message. As one people, Paul says, that is the church, we are urged to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. We are to be completely humble, gentle, patient, and loving. Are we? That's what we're called to be. Paul tells us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We are one people, one body, one Spirit. We have been called to one hope, one Lord, one faith. We have one baptism. We have one God, who is Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. That's who we are. One people, one God, one Father of all, who is through all, and in all, and over all. We are one people. We are one nation. We have one destiny. That is who God has called us to be. That is who we are. One people. We are the people of God. Amen. That's who we are. We are God's people. We are one people. We have been called together to be one people. What can the people of Trinidad and Tobago, what do they say? They say, together we aspire, together we achieve. Ephesians 4, 7-16. He, that is Jesus, gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Why? To prepare God's people for works of service, that's us, so that the body of Christ may be built up. Till we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. So that we become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Why? So that the character of Christ may be fully formed in us. So that we will no longer be infants, that is immature. God has called us to maturity. God wants us as Christians to be mature. So that we will be speaking the truth in love. The speech of the Christian should always be characterised by truth and by love. Not just by truth without love, not just love without truth but truth 
and love. They're inseparable. They must go together. So that in all things we will grow up into him, that is into Christ. Who is the head? That is into Christ. God wants us to become like Christ and that should be our aspiration too. Why? Because from him, that is from Jesus, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love. It builds itself up in love. As each part does its work. There's a part for each of us to play. Today couldn't have happened unless each of us took our part. And there's a part for each of us to play. That is who God has called us to be and to do. And we build ourselves up as we do that in life. Okay, so what have we learned today? I'm going to sum up. In what ways is the church similar to the communities and the people of the Caribbean and the Amer Americas? We're similar in our variety. The church is made up of people from every tribe and language and people and nation. We're also aspirational people, aren't we? As the people of the Caribbean are. The people of Jamaica say, out of many, one people. The people of Guyana, their motto is, one people, one nation, one destiny. For the Trinis, <laughs> together we aspire, together we achieve. And this is what scripture says. Jesus has destroyed the barrier of hostility between peoples. He has reconciled us together and to God through his death on the cross. He has brought us peace between each other and peace with God. And he has also brought us access to the Father. As one people, we are urged to live a life worthy of the calling that we have received. We are to be completely humble, gentle, patient and loving. We are to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Why? Because we have one God who is Father of all. God gives us leaders and ministries to the church to prepare God's people for works of service. God hasn't called us for relaxation. He's got work for us to do. And he's preparing us for that work. So that we may in all things grow up into him, that is into Christ, who is the head. We grow up into Christ. So there you have it. This is God's desire. This is God's intent. This is God's plan. This is God's purpose. And what is that? That out of many, there be one people. Out of those one people, there be one nation. 
And out of that one people who have become one nation, there shall be one destiny to the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Amen.